0: The Lux Ops here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Yep. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH to get a 100% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. So that's a $1,000 in free play. And if you deposit in crypto, they'll give you even more bonuses. And you can keep turning fake money into more fake money. And I'm not going to lie. I really need the money right now. Um, I, I, I did post on Twitter today. I'm recording this on the 23rd. But I did post on Twitter today of February. I did post that uh, this might be the last this is going to be the last episode. I I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to keep it going another month at least, but uh yeah, I'm 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 in a bad spot right now and so it's like this would be one of the first things that goes. So, I don't know, maybe if you got kids, fucking get their social security numbers, start them on some cr- young starter credit cards, use those credit cards to uh, open up AG accounts uh using promo code LSH. <laughs> and and, (laughs) and, uh laughing at that hysterically is father of the year and (laughs) our canadian correspondent comedian my good buddy simon king simon how are you doing
1: well i had no idea i was coming here for financial advice i well i I mean here's the thing is
0: like i i i know i did a good ad read when the guest starts busting up
1: laughing
0: During the battery, I, like. I
1: love how you because I love I've always loved the way you deliver things and talk anyway. But the way you did that was like, so you know, like uh, I don't know, get your kids like it was just like sort of like offhandedly. By the way, uh, commit fraud and uh, and also destroy your children's lives. And I was like, no, this is this isn't a bad idea.
0: <laughs> so that's a great idea. Uh, you know, if you get get that kid a thousand, get the kid a gambling habit at a young age. You, you know, know right? teach him about the how how American capitalism works or. Wherever you are in the world, you know, we're all under the grip of the under the thumb of colonialism somehow. So uh,
1: he, he turns 18. He's got one hundred and ninety thousand dollars in debt. Like, why did you do this, dad? I'm teaching you I'm, that I, debt I, is a prison. Yeah, I'm teaching and also about NFTs. Yeah. Anyway, so just like, just like, just like the underground economy. Yeah.
0: I mean, just three episodes ago, I'm over here fucking breeding NFT horses, for crying out loud, for racing for horses. Yeah,
1: you told me about that. I don't even know what an NFT is. Like, I know that I'm an old man. I've got that old man sort of thing where I just, I see it, and I tried to learn, okay, and I so
0: NFTs understand. are non-fungible tokens, and so do you know okay. anything about crypto at all?
1: Yeah, I have crypto. Okay, so
0: like you know, yeah. like Ethereum. Had someone mail
1: me some in so a like,
0: box. All these NFTs are basically powering Ethereum. So, dude, Ethereum's a good. If, even if you're not gonna, this is not a financial advice show, by the way. This yeah. is not, I'm not yeah. giving financial. Oh well, advice. we've covered that. <laughs> <laughs> the ad read covered that. But yeah, so like Ethereum, the Ethereum network is what powers this whole thing. Okay. like like the whole nft structure most of it's done like we're on the polygon network where like polygon's like a separate app that technically runs on ethereum okay and so like and that's, so you use ethereum but you got to like wrap it into polygon so there's gas fees and it, so it's kind of a it's kind of a pain in the ass to set it up I'm not going to lie
1: okay
0: for for most of the stuff but then like so that's what's funny is like some of these like like w- when there's the gas fee wars for, from mm-hmm. these nft guys cuz it's like everything has to be coded out of the blockchain. So like, well, if you and I were to do an Ethereum transaction, mm-hmm. it would be confirmed after so many like blockchain transactions, right? You know, like mm-hmm. so many cross checkers look at it and do all the coding to make sure all of okay. our numbers add up and everything works out. And that's, and then the, those people get paid in Ethereum for doing the proof of stake stuff. Like that's, Oh, okay. Okay. That's kind of how like a lot of the network works. Right. That's why they're rolling out Ethereum too in the next couple of years. Which is going to be like, like proof of stake kind of thing, where uh, it's going to basically cut down on gas fees overall for everybody. Long, long story short on that. Okay, but like, so all this stuff's onto the blockchain, and every time, like, if I were to sell you one of my horses, then that adds Mm -hmm. another layer of the code in the blockchain, and it just keeps building this puzzle. And so, what these horses, these like, so basically, like, an NFT, uh a lot of these people will now, it's like these stupid like monkey fucking drawings or, you know, stuff stuff like that. Yeah. 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 That's the stuff I saw. And I didn't understand. Yeah. I don't get that either. I don't get buying a GIF or a fucking JPEG for like $20,000. And the thing is, when I was talking about those, like the gas wars, because of not enough people were on there to confirm all these transactions. So the gas prices were going through the roof on each transaction. So it's like, dude, on some of these horse, like I, I learned my hard way on my first horse, but it's like, you end up paying like, uh, to convert like a hundred bucks in Ethereum or whatever, it costs you like forty, fifty bucks in gas fees, depending on what. Yeah, time.
1: I did, I did, a, I did an Ethereum transaction. Well, no, I did a, a Tether transaction or something a little while ago, and I was shocked about how much it cost to do it. It really blew my mind because, of course, I'm operating on Canadian money when I buy my fiat's yeah. Canadian, right? So when I buy Tether, which is essentially American you know fiat essentially yeah yeah I mean, it's because it's
0: it's one of the uh what's yeah, the price call it. yeah it's a stable coin right? yeah so it's yeah. basically tied to the dollar for people and i yeah, not so familiar with stable coins it was
1: costing me a fortune to do it i mean up here we have a slightly different rules like i'd buy through um we have a thing called wealth simple which is like because we don't have like stuff like uh like we, we do have Binance and coinbase up here and everything but uh wealth simple is a little bit more right re- canadians are a little bit more regulated yeah. And so because of that, you have access to fewer coins, but you also don't tend to get as many issues with meme coins and stuff. So it's This a is little the bit Pioneer less-
0: West down here, buddy. We are yeah. <laughs> root-tooting,
1: buying our crypto all over the place. I love the idea of he came into town, and he sold us some sort of squid game coin, yeah. and he left with all our money. Just <laughs> <laughs> an old West outlaw just yeah. doing crypto. Just shows. doing <laughs> NFT fucking scams. on fucking <laughs> He came you into the
0: he came into the saloon one day dressed dressed and looking real purty and he talked real nice real handsome like and he, <laughs> and he came in and he sold us a, a an eight. That, that I could put on my profile picture, so when I Facebook with my boys back home, which is right down the street here, obviously.
1: I love that it's Old West Facebook too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot it to
0: talk about here. <laughs> Actually, Old West Facebook would be a great TV show. Old like,
1: West Facebook would be amazing. Just the the, the, the birth, like if they had the internet in like 1880. If, yeah, yeah. Do- just like, if
0: <laughs> Doc Brown invented the internet in 1885 when he went back and then he just stayed there. He ended up inventing the internet, and they had it, like, and then it got shut down by a big government or whatever.
1: Showdown at the Smiley Face
0: Corral. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Them yeah. gift boys. Yeah. Well, I said I didn't know what NFTs were, but, like, if someone gave me hundred grand, I would only ever tell, the, tell jokes about penguins today. Well, the first thing <laughs> like, I heard about
0: with NFTs was NBA top shots. And now, mm-hmm. like, all, all the sports leagues have their version of that. But I thought that was pretty cool because it's essentially trading cards that are done through the blockchain cool so it's like like Forget that and you and with the nba Top shots you're buying moments so it's almost like a, a special highlight that's like encrypted and coded just like a trading card would be but it's your special highlight and like and what's crazy is like some of these would go for crazy numbers like any of the like a lebron card or lebron moment that had serial number ending in like 69 or 420 became yeah. worth way more than the other ones or uh, the like so like serial numbers factored in it, it became a whole weird market with these en- but that's so what once it is. you
1: buy that. No one else. So if you've got a, a if you got a, a top shot of, of LeBron dunking uh, like that was your shot, no one else can buy that. That's well, that, I mean, that, for that, that, that specific serial number,
0: it's, it would be for just like a, one,
1: yeah. it would just be like just like buying a, a trading card.
0: Well, yeah, there's okay. other, there's other ones out there, but they're all but yours
1: is the only one that's zero 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 one. Yeah, they're like
0: yeah, okay. one out of fifty thousand in a set or whatever. You know, they're okay, all numbered. that makes
1: sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I understand. So yeah, they so, would be then- like
0: the new LeBron drop or the new Steph Curry drop or whatever, and they would release like a special like twenty thousand. Of these, you know,
1: bam, and then you buy one of those hoping that in time,
0: yeah, you do the drop, you hoping you get a good one because like some, I guess sometimes in the drops they were doing just a bunch of random ones, so you're hoping to get a Steph Curry or LeBron or whatever. You you don't want to get stuck with some like uh, eighth guy off the bench from the that's gonna be back in the Euro League by by fucking March by April or whatever, like.
1: So, but with I know with with crypto they burn them to increase value, right? Yeah. So like you'll burn a bunch of sheba. So well, that's like the thing. Whatever. So do the, they do that with NFTs?
0: That's basically what's happening. Is that's uh, Ethereum price? That's kind of how why the Ethereum price kind of exploded in the la- like last year when it really blew yeah. up, and it's kind of gone. It's kind gone back down now, or it went back up and then it's gone back down now. Yeah, but the whole thing is like. And the NFT, even if you, if you hate the NFT market and you think it's the dumbest thing ever, Ethereum's a decent investment because they're burning so much Ethereum to do these NFTs because yeah. of the gas
1: fees and all that. Okay. 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 So there's because so- I have some. I have some Ethereum. I got in because when I first got into Ethereum, it was like at five hundred and something dollars. Yeah. But I didn't great. know anything about crypto. I didn't know anything about it. Like this was. Yeah, right it's after been the up as high started. as like four thousand
0: eight hundred, and I think right now yeah. it's like at twenty five hundred. So I mean, you yeah, lost. it was
1: pretty good. Like it was like, and I didn't. So what I did is to slowly. I didn't buy a ton because I didn't know what it was, yeah. and I was slowly. And it was also when plague had started, so I wasn't working, so I was being careful. But like I was slowly but accruing a little bit here and there, and then looking at these other coins. But the thing is is like, you know, you can go down a Reddit uh hole of oh, yeah, like these <laughs> crypto Wall Street guys and then I mean it's been good to me overall, but I'm nowhere near as like just the, the the guys are just bananas on there they'll just buy like you know five hundred thousand dollars worth of shiba i'm like what are you out of your mind yeah
0: yeah yeah That's <laughs> you could
1: buy you could buy five hundred thousand actual shibas for that like, <laughs> which, which a dog army seems to me yeah. if you have that many actual shibas you have four million shiba dogs you'd be running things man
0: i mean yeah dude you, you can they're just gonna like give you new mexico
1: yeah, because you just like you show up and they're like, "I'm sorry, what do you mean?" It's like, "Well, I uh, I would like I own the
0: state dog. now." They're like, "Oh yeah, you got all those."
1: I dogs. have this. I have <laughs> I have four and a half million dogs. Yeah, <laughs> and even if they don't be do in my minions, yeah, they're, they're gonna block traffic. They're gonna be annoying. You yeah, oh, like, they're that's gonna that's suck. A terrorist attack. You let you you let four million dogs free in a city center. Oh they're, yeah, man. they're gonna, you're, gonna you're absolutely point.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe if my crypto just blows up overnight, then I'll be able to keep the show going. I I'm hoping to get yeah. keep the show going. like and everybody don't freak out, but it, like this is very tough and i'm very very stressed out over all this and be able to keep cranking out quality content is brutal but yeah. so, okay so do you, you, you kind of get any idea of what the nft universe and i'll yeah. see like okay you're coming out with a new comedy special soon yeah play. it's out now yeah. yeah yeah so okay so here's a cool thing about like i think that could be good remember how back in the day you'd really like an indie musician but you'd have to go buy it like a secondhand record somewhere it's, yeah and that, and that yeah, yeah, musician's yeah. not seeing a dime of that yeah well, technically, if you release like a limited edition n f t album every time it was resold on the blockchain from one person to the next, you would be getting a the original person who makes it gets a percentage of that each time,
1: oh, so it's like a residual, yeah basically. you can so
0: like I see the potential for that in art, not, yeah. I'm not and I, when I say art I'm talking like musicians mostly and comedians like people that are creating albums or even like a filmmaker doing these special yeah. like limited release n f t like films or whatever. And then that could be resold amongst the public. and Yeah, that's a good idea. And then, yeah. And you, and you make them, like, dirt cheap, basically. And I think that's what when Ethereum 2 comes out and the gas fees go way down. I think this kind of stuff will be really viable. Because right now it's like, well, yeah, you're buying a $10 album, but you're going to spend 40 bucks in fucking gas fees on it. Yeah, versus, that, that, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, yeah. But I, I think going forward for, like, for like yeah, if you're releasing a bunch of albums, like, like in this, like a 5,000 limited NFT run, that could be amazing because then you're going to every time any one of those moves anywhere, you're going to get your cut
1: on it. So that's like when, you, when you're an author and then they take they reprint your book. You get like so they've made more copies of it or they put those copies out. Then you can. Do, so could someone take your special and then copy it? Because there's nothing stopping them copying it. Right. Like, how do you protect from someone taking to so say you release 500 copies?
0: I think there's ways of encrypting that in the
1: blockchain. Oh, OK, so this so that they, they can't make. Yeah, it got to I see these pictures of this like the ape. NFT and I'm like well what's stopping me from Screen capping that and just making An 8 NFT like yeah I don't I know I know this is people laundering Money I understand that and they don't really Care but I'm trying to figure out like Why it even makes sense even a little Bit okay so you know, okay I could steal
0: So now now we're Into the game I play of Zed run So these mm-hmm. guys decided to make take Because there was a thing that came out a couple years a few years Ago I guess it was like 2017 2018 I want to say called crypto kittens Crypto kitties and it was basically like these NFT cats that you could feed and you can like, they, they're they like, like pet. And NF- like, dude, like remember those old little, uh, what was those, those little Yoshimoto things? Yeah, or the, the Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those kind of, right?
1: <laughs> Did we end up in Tokyo in the year 2100? All right, all right. Why is that happening to us?
0: Dude, okay. So, <laughs> so this guy, this Australian dude saw that shit and was like, you know what they should do with that? Is make race horses that you can actually race oh. and gamble on and do that with.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And so that and so they created this whole like I, I guess it's based on the crypto kittens like DNA so to speak, but it's like so these horses like there's these digital like NFT horses and they each have like now you can breed them and create new ones and there's like fees that you pay to breed them and whatnot. Yeah, you build your own stable and like. Uh, yeah, dude, I fucking, I, on my lunch and break and stuff, I race my horses. I sit on my phone and race my horses and stuff.
1: That's amazing. Like, that's a really, it's a kind of cool because they always said that, like, race forcing is the sport of kings it's so expensive to get into horse racing and so this kind of gives you the feel of it like yeah i put in like 150
0: 200 bucks out of my pocket into this and i still have like 40 bucks or so in ethereum just sitting there that i could roll over into the counter if i want to get a little bit more in there yeah but like i've actually made a little bit back already on it because I won a bunch of free races that they had a couple of weeks ago where they re mm-hmm. redid the qualifying structure for the class system of class 1 through 6 of where your horse qualifies. Yeah. Um, they were all free races and I won like 50 bucks in that. I used that to buy yeah. another horse. So now yeah, I got yeah. five horses in my stable and like yeah. I br- I bred one of my horses a couple three episodes ago in the episode with Sean Green. I used the yeah. the money from that I got that he had to pay for my stable fee. I used that to get another horse cuz I only had three then. Now I have yeah. five. Whatever. Nah. But what like I'm trying to find value ones that have, like, decent genetics, mm-hmm. decent parents that I can either make into
1: breeders or, uh, if they're good racers, race them. Obviously. So who decides on the – like, who, where does the original horse come from? Did that guy in Australia okay, so just sit down like, and go, I think he's going to have five legs. Like,
0: I, that, there was
1: 38,000 what, what's called Genesis horses,
0: uh-huh. and there's four different bloodlines. Blood and so the most common one is the Butrin, which makes up a majority of them. And then it yeah. goes into the Finney, which is the next. And then you go to Zabo and then Nakamoto, which Nakamoto is like the most exclusive, the rarest one. Yeah. But so many people now have paid for the set fees with Nakamoto's. So almost all the other lower ones are like half Nakamoto. or You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. They have yeah. a lot in the bloodline. So it's like, yeah, it's like it's like I'm like running like a real life kind of horse race stable almost. Without of, having
1: to shovel any poop. No poop. Kind of nice.
0: Yeah, they don't die on the track. They don't die. They don't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: You don't have to clean now, up Now the-, the downfall is I don't
0: get the sweet sweet Horse tranquilizers that come along with uh, it all
1: You know like that That is a shame That kind of sucks But No so, so yeah could have had a lifetime supply of Invermix. And now so I've seen it fine.
0: I've seen now that they have NFT Greyhounds Oh Which And dude now I've also heard of a game That's like a fucking Gladiator game where you can buy these NFT gladiators and fight these dudes like the death against each other. Whatever. I like,
1: I like the idea. So when, so if you're a gladiator, in you know, a fighting to the death thing, if you're gladiator, I think that buys, game's called red village for anybody interested so, in that. So then you're done. So I, I build my gladiator guy. I think I you this- don't
0: know once it's an NFT, you can keep them. Cause I think they're going to offer a feature on this horse racing game soon that you can retire your horses because so um, many people bred so many donkeys for a while. Cause they didn't know what they were doing. And they were just putting yeah, yeah. any two together to create whatever. Yeah. So they're going to try and like weed a few out. So they're going to offer incentive to people that want to <laughs>
1: retire horses, which I think is a cool way to do it. So it's I guess that because I don't know how, like, it's amazing. Cause talking to you, cause like, I don't know, obviously from the artist's point of view, the NFT thing, like I've discussed it with some reps and stuff. And we've had conversations about it, but like, I don't know what the hell it is. And I'm very reluctant to move into it, but this thing actually makes sense. So what you're talking about is like, it's basically, cause then you're talking about, cause I never understood the thing of like, a picture or a gif or something i don't understand how that can be because there seems to be too many holes in it but this it makes sense because you can trace it back i guess it's the same thing i just don't i can't get my head around it because i'm an old man i guess
0: well okay like think about it. this is more i think the future of gaming really mm-hmm. because like these nft games like okay now there's this red village game i'm talking about like these glass it's basically like warhammer but like mm-hmm. solo combat warhammer as like a fucking nft game and wow. it, i've seen now i've seen the the greyhound racing one so you can do dog races that that one's like get that I, one of those accounts followed me on twitter recently and i was like that's weird and i looked into it and then of course! Shout out to Boston Capper who immediately texted me when he heard me talking about it on an episode, and was like, "Hey, dude, where do I get in on these digital digital dogs, dude? Like <laughs> not, the d- digital dogs, uh, you know, so like an
1: like uh, an early '90s CNC music factory ripoff, yeah, <laughs> the digital dogs. It's just it's, dogs. Uh,
0: digital, <laughs> like digital ponies would be digital. Po- okay, digital dogs is like, yeah." is like yeah. a is more like a, a like a jungle brothers like de la soul <laughs> rip off okay
1: yeah yeah definitely I and they like, and they're no like digital planets right and like le- they have like the, the 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 collars on and no shirts and the white background with the where the camera works all so like this but I'm then like, see oh, like, like digital
0: ponies that's like an alt rock band.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's something that will come out now.
0: Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
1: Or maybe like 10 years ago, like Crystal Castles and Digital Ponies. You know, like that's an MGMT opening for Digital yeah, Ponies. Yeah, yeah. My Little Digital Ponies.
0: My it's, Little, it's,
1: oh, it's yeah. It's such a complicated thing because it's like, I think that the, the thing is, I always, I get the feeling now because like, I'm old enough that like I started in comedy before YouTube, right? Like I, yeah. I saw that happen and I didn't know what it was. And I was 27 at the time. So it wasn't like I didn't, I wasn't, I was too old. I just didn't get it. You were just- and then I saw that take off and I was. I'm old enough that I was there for the Google IPO and I didn't get it. So I always feel like the next one, I feel like I'm missing out. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to, my kid's going to say to me in 20 years, why didn't you get in on NFTs when they were cheap? Why didn't you buy Ethereum when it was five grand? What's wrong with it? Like, I don't know. I mean, they didn't make sense at the time. This was used. The, so I just feel like that. I, I want to see, here's what I want to see, dude.
0: Now that I know that they have the dog racing, it's like, okay, it's only going to get more and more degenerate, right? So yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. next step after dog racing? You got dog fighting NFTs.
1: Yeah, and then cockfighting NFT, and then cock,
0: and that's the one I really want in on cockfighting, oh, cockfighting NFT. NFT. <laughs> like the cockfighting NFT sounds
1: awesome. That'd be a lot that of fun. That cockfighting I would get involved in because there's no there's no trouble. There's but no legal grief. Yeah,
0: you don't have to worry about a federal raid going down. No,
1: and if it would be funny if the only way you could do cockfighting NFTs was though that you had to show up at like a cockfighting ring type thing at three o'clock <laughs> yeah. in the morning, yeah, just smoking yeah. cigars. But it's just a guy in a computer in the middle, yeah, and you just, just- throw. Oh, no, dude, yeah, dude, you
0: just put a dude you get a big old, one of those big old like video walls like like yeah. r- like WWE style
1: but It's <laughs> just... still like all smoky with the dirt floor Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. just a I bunch of weird Filipino guys, guys like
1: <laughs> just like eating hot dogs I like, ah, yeah. just don't want to go home to their wives. So they're digital cockfighting. Okay,
0: so dude, you know, it'd be ne- even the next step after that As far as the generous goes, I thought yeah. long about hard about this one It would be like a deer hunter, Russian roulette NFT thing where you get like the dudes with the red headbands and the bitty mouth, bitty mouth.
1: It's like, it's like, Oh, I don't think I'm going to buy this Bud Dwyer NFT. Yeah, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude, we should, dude,
0: that should be A. We should, A. That's how we'll uh, get me out of my financial problems. We'll we'll drop a Bud Dwyer Dwyer NFT of just him blowing his brains out.
1: Just that picture of him with the hand. Yeah. And then then you you can get the series. Like, you know, the press
0: conference isn't going to go well when he hands out like an apology letter to everybody before he goes up there. (laughs) If you've never, you don't know what we're talking about. There, it's a legendary oh. clip of Bud Wire. He was a politician in the '80s, like a like local, like Pennsylvania guy, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah, like, so, dude, yeah.
0: and honestly, the scandal he got caught in, like when you look at it today, especially in, even then it wasn't that bad, big of a deal. But, but when you look at it today, that. it's like not, it's like. This, that would barely have been like three tweets about it. And that, and there was nothing. But this oh, guy... He wouldn't have been charged. He wouldn't have been charged. It would have been nothing. But he went up at this press conference and fucking blew his brains out. Like, pulled the gun. Pulled the well, gun out. he got down.
1: sentenced. He got sentenced, didn't he? Like, he was supposed oh, to go right. to jail. Yeah, that's right. And so this was his resignation thing. And yeah. instead of... Well, he literally... He resigned as hard as you can. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and he just... Yeah, he sent out... And he had like a three fifty seven. Like, it was a big gun. Yeah, like, no, like, I mean, he like, he like fucking
0: paints the fucking wall behind him <laughs> hey, like mean, he's look, jackson pollock dude In that one i weird, mean i've that, had
1: shows where if i could do that as my closer i would you know <laughs> like, it'd be an amazing
0: closer day. i remember years ago uh josh fade at big fish over in glendale oh, yeah, yeah. i remember that yeah yeah where yeah. Where he dude he had like a fake like a prop gun i mean you could not get away with this now dude yeah, i mean there's yeah. no- but he pulled out like a three fifty seven prop gun out of a fucking brown paper bag like Budweiser style, and was just like scratching his head with it, like pointing it at the audience, like just like like real, he's <laughs> acting like just real nonchalant with it, like he he's didn't have a huge this guns. huge gun in his hand. Like, it was it was oh really God. fucking funny. Like he was just basically this- just doing his act with this huge gun.
1: I did this character for, so I was booked to do this show. My A buddy of mine named Wes Barker is this great magician guy. And he does stand-up as well. He's a really funny stand-up, but he also does magic. And And he was always coming down to the stand-up shows because there's not a lot of magic open mics, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> what he said once was he was like, he had a bunch of comics and he said, you know, I want to do a show where you are Are there, out. wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Let's back up there for just a second. Are there magic
1: open mics? I really hope there are. I really <laughs> hope there are. <laughs> just people crushing people's watches and dude, they're not, like, yeah, cutting yeah, people yeah. in like, half. Yeah, like,
0: mic. dude, like, legit accidentally cutting his thumb off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just blood all over the stage. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Could you imagine that you're not, and it's like and there's like 30 acts on too so yeah, you yeah, say, yeah. your pigeon dies before it comes out of the hat <laughs> yeah, cuz you've been there too long <laughs>
0: there's like but if you're like anything after number 13 there's like six dead birds on the yeah, stage there's nobody
1: right. <laughs> it's like oh this sucks man the crowd's cold <laughs> I was at night and it was like the fifth card trick on a row, and it was like oh god well he booked this so he had this thing and he's like He's like, I want comics to come down and do magic tricks. I think it'd be fun. So he invited oh, that all Oh, sounds like a fun I, show. It's really fun.
0: I it's, used to do a bit for magic shows where I'd
1: rip a phone book in half with one hand. That's cool. With one hand.
0: The yeah, magic. the trick is, I'll, I'll tell everybody, you can make a lot of money in bars doing this. I I, yeah. I, I paid for bar tabs doing this several times. You, you get the phone book. And I don't even know if they have phone books. I, don't, I mean, it's how fucking yeah. long ago rip your laptop was, in how long ago I did comedy. Yeah, like... Uh, Dude, you, uh, yeah, you, you, you take it and you just like, you, you put one hand behind your back and then you yeah. open it up halfway and you rip yeah. it down the spine. Oh, oh, that
1: makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rip yeah. It in half. Look at you. <laughs> you. did rip you it in half, Technically. Well, this was the thing. So he, he booked me on the show and I forgot about it and I always never do that, but I completely forgot about it. And then day off he messaged me. He goes, are we still good for tonight? And I was like, what? And he goes, "You're coming down to do a magic I hadn't learned anything. I didn't know anything, right? And so I'm he's gonna like, make he's, my dick disappear in my hand. I was just like, I was making myself disappear from the entire fucking country. Like I was so mortified. And he had invited a bunch of like famous, successful magicians, and the place was sold out. And it was. was I used to always show. tell a
0: magician buddy, like, "Hey, why don't you do that trick where you whip out a deck of cards and make all the girls disappear?"
1: <laughs> well. I didn't know what to do. And I said to him, I was like, is it okay if I cancel? He goes, oh, I was really hoping to have you there, man. And I was like, can I do a character? And he's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I was like, okay. So what I decided to do was I learned like five or six really dumb magic tricks, like really, really simple ones. I went into a dollar store, got the stuff I needed to make these, you know, make the crayons disappear, make a thing bend or whatever. And then what I decided to do was be this guy named Irving Bidner. And it was his first, the amazing Irv. And it was first show back after his wife left him. And he was just the most depressed angry and he has a plastic bag full of all these like he's wearing pajamas. he's doing like dollar store tricks yeah and then, but he's like telling everyone how it works and and he's like i got a deck of 50, 50 uh, 26 now like all this like, all like stuff like that with cards and it was like but i filmed it it actually ended up being filmed and so it's on my youtube channel you can see the amazing earth but the closing bit was I go, this is her favorite trick. This is the trick she wanted me to do. And I just put the plastic bag on my head. And, and then, then i put the bag on my head. And I'm doing this and the host comes in. And he goes, Irv, Irv. He pulls me off stage. And the audience is legit. Because it was going pretty well. But then the audience is legitimately like, because most of them didn't know who I was. And they didn't know this was a character. And they didn't know what was going on. They just saw this very sad man. Doing sad tricks. Yeah. I took a call halfway through.
0: That are like, like about alimony. Did it you ever do like, the Magic right. show? Bar show? Did you ever Where do that, that one? That? At, in Santa Monica? It was like right off the promenade, kinda, like like around the block from there, like on like third street or second street. One of one of those I don't think one I of did. those numbered streets. But it was like, dude, so you would perform uh Eric Tate, my old my old buddy, I don't know if he listens, but shout out to Eric. Um he hosted, and so he was a magician and a comic, like your buddy. And mm. so he, Basically he'd bartend, he would do like magic it was like a bar set up to do close up magic. Well so all the bartenders there were oh, magicians. That's cool. Right? Oh, that's cool. that's cool. That's
1: yeah. cool. So he
0: would but he would bartend and you would go back behind the bar and everybody would be sitting around the bar and you would go behind the bar and do a stand up set.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. He'd usually have that. like
0: two comics and like a he would usually have like a headlining comic, a feature comic, and like a headlining magician or whatever.
1: When we had the restrictions up here for COVID at the beginning of like uh of last year, February of last year. The restrictions were pretty heavy, but they had this weird thing where they're like, you could get together in a bar, you could have people in a bar, you just couldn't have live entertainment on a stage. But you could like people could sit in a bar. And so I didn't understand why what's the difference between me sitting at the end of a bar drinking and yelling at a room full of people, because I'm not. it's not breaking the law. So I did that. And that went well. And then, and it was just me sitting at a bar, yelling at people doing (laughs) doing jokes, but just drinking. And I, would, I never got up and never got on stage, which is stupid because the stage was actually six feet away from everybody. But it, it doesn't matter. So another friend of mine. Yeah, it, it makes
0: more sense to be on the stage.
1: It, yeah, exactly. You're up high. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But the point is, like there was another bar, um, this place called Side Hustle. And my buddy's like, you should come here and you should do that. And I said, I should bartend. He goes, yes. And because they can't get mad at a guest bartender. So then what happened was I had to go get my my serving it right thing, which means I'm allowed to serve alcohol. So I was behind them. I fully on staff. I worked there. I'm behind I, on my first shift. Did, I they, get did fired you fill out, did you fill out, out a
0: tax form for it and everything? The, the whole bar? deal, man. All right. Yeah. It's all
1: legal, all above board. And, uh, and so I show up, and then a bunch of people knew it was going to happen, right? Because we put up YouTube videos of like of, of uh, Instagram videos of me getting a job, and I put a nine to five collage working nine. you know, because mm-hmm. I've never had a job, right? Really, at least since I've been a comedian. Like, so really, so it was it, funny for people to think, oh, Simon, let's go see what's happened to Simon. And they come in and it's just literally me behind the bar. I'm still serving people. I'm still doing the job, but I'm just yelling jokes. And like, so I did like two and a half hours because I did like half an hour. And then I did a little bit of work, and then I did another 20 minutes, and then I did some more work. And most people, but there was a couple of people, who had no idea what the fuck was going on because he, he wasn't charged a missionary. They're just right? like, who's this bizarre man serving they drinks? They didn't know. And they had no <laughs> idea. And of course, because I was doing this, I was being a dick to people because everyone there were comedy fans, right? So I was like getting orders wrong and telling people to fuck off and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and this couple had no idea. We just did... like, Why well, he that's like, like this? when <laughs> Bill
0: Murray bartends at like, his son's bar randomly and stuff. And he doesn't know
1: anything. <laughs> well, yeah, he'll
0: everybody gets tequila shots. So, no matter what yeah. you order, he pours you a shot of tequila, and that's the, it's what you get from Bill Murray.
1: That's the level of fame you want, where you can just you just specifically be obtuse or ridiculous and just get away with it because you're that you're. And also, that's Bill Murray fame. It's, that's a different fame than most people that's have. That's way different. Yeah. Like, who else could do that? You can do that as Daniel Day Lewis. You
0: know who I've seen do like guest bartending that's hilarious with it is Neil Hamburger.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but in, in character, right? Yeah, he would yeah. he would bartend at yeah, the Cha Cha yeah, yeah. Lounge yeah. there in Silver yeah.
0: Lake, in yeah. at, in full costume, oh, and, do, and he would yeah he would do the whole thing as the bartender. And it's funny because like I know him like out of costume yeah. and everything. I like uh, and so like uh, me and Doug Pound were there a couple times where he would be bartending and he would just hook us up free drinks. You know, he's like. A, and, he, and then he would, like, shit on all the frat boys that walked in and then hook us up with, like, free drinks all night. It was awesome.
1: I love that. I love it because it's, like, you feel like you're, like you, – I, like, I felt like I was, like, acquiring a skill I'd never had because I literally had never even poured a beer in my life from people. Like, I'd never <laughs> been a bartender. And it was so funny because they wouldn't let me mix the cocktails because also I'm trying to do jokes. Yeah. So it's like it was really weird. Like basically all I could do was mix, but I was multitasking pretty well, and I was taking orders and stuff and like yelling at the kitchen and telling tell my telling my boss to fuck off. And it was like it's, like it's like Simon, can you bust this? Can you fuck off? And people like what's, whoa. It's like this guy's lost his mind. I remember like 15
0: years ago or so. I remember hearing about a comic that like went around on the road, like. And then, like, we would, like, try and get a job, like, for that day at, like, a jack- like a local fast food place. Dwayne Goad used to do that.
1: that. You know Dwayne Goad out of no, Seattle? No, So Dwayne, about, about 15 no, years No, but it ago... sounds like a Seattle thing to do. Yeah. Right? So, Dwayne, Dwayne wore suits for, for his shows, right? That's what he did. And so, he thought it was really funny. I, mean, I hope I getting this right. I'm, I'm 99% sure it was Dwayne Goad who told me this. But he would go and apply for, like, white-collar jobs because he had a great resume <laughs> and he had suits. So he would go in and like just he would a couple of weeks before he'd start looking at jobs in the area, set up interviews, and just he's like the freedom of not actually wanting the job and just <laughs> saying what you want is remarkable. And then he just <laughs> used the interview on stage that night. He was like, "Yeah, these guys said this." <laughs> like, anyway, if anyone wants a job, First National's hiring. <laughs> that's that's not- <laughs> That's brilliant, dude. Everything you do is that scene from Goodwill Hunting where Ben Affleck's pretending to be For, Matt yeah, Damon. Yeah, where and he's I was just like, gonna... how much money you got on you? Yeah. <laughs> how much money you got on you right now?
0: Retainer, retainer. You're <laughs> gonna need a reta- cash retainer. Right cash now. retainer. I got, I got, oh man, I guess I got fifty bucks. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it, dude. No, uh, I forget who it was, but it was like I don't even think I met the person, but it was like they were saying like. Getting a fast food job, and then they would yeah. g- then quit in like the most crazy fashion first shift, yeah. yeah. And then, so, and but like do it epic style so everybody could be like, "Do we had the coolest guy that worked here for like <laughs> three hours?" <laughs> and then he like freaked out.
1: <laughs> to go. I had a friend. He, he had a job at a at a, a fast food place, and the way he quit was like he was there for like two weeks, three weeks, and the way he quit was he just walked, he crawled out of the drive through window. <laughs> like he took off his headset, and he just crawled out. Took off his, took off his shirt, threw it down, took off his headset, whatever, crawled out of the drive through and just ran away. <laughs> What a way to leave. You're just like, I'm done. I worked I at 7-Eleven,
0: and there was a younger kid that worked there with me that just took his shirt off and threw it in the trash and left. It was
1: like, oh, it was like, because that's the ultimate Jersey burning moment where you're like, fuck you and fuck your 7-Eleven shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. throw this done. in
0: the trash.
1: Oh, oh, we'll give this to the next guy. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because it's like, I've been a comic for so long that like when this all happened, when the COVID happened and everything, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, what happens if I have to go get a job again? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know anything. I don't have any education. I dropped out of high school in like grade 11. I have no education and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, how would I explain that I haven't had a job since 2002 to anybody? Oh, no, you just lie. You, no, here's what I you have to. I'll tell you what you, you would do because
0: you, you you got good headshots. You just become a yeah. real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's just Simon pointing at the
1: whatever's behind it. Hey. It's a fixer upper. Yeah, hey. and uh, the p- people that own this died, and they cleared it out, yeah. and the basement is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so man, you're not going to believe this. This
0: wasn't just a suicide. This was a group suicide as part of a cult.
1: I'm also and selling for that. NFTs it's a
0: real, this. real, real discount.
1: I love the idea of like being an NFT salesman. Like they're just inventing a job that doesn't exist, just showing up in the suit. So you're just no, in there. yeah. Jeez, like, i hope you get into. How? What can I do to get you into this monkey, monkey gift today? No,
0: you know what you do, dude. Like, if you really want to be a grifter, he's got to be a grifter. I think. I don't. I don't think yeah, you would yeah, have a yeah, choice. Yeah. Like, like, but if you really yeah, want yeah, to get on the grift, like, I, I, if I were you in that situation, I would do a heel turn, an alt right heel turn. And grift the shit out of all those oh, rooms. I I'm thinking about, it, about doing it myself already. I'm yeah, well, spot. you
1: I mean, you could do it. I mean, the thing is, I thought about it because I thought about like because I came up with this character a little while ago called Ben Druth, and his show is called Totally Fact. And what it is is an Alex Jones, but he's actually telling the truth, but he <laughs> does it in an alt-right way. The government is hiding information that the temperature of the ocean. Is going up. You hear me, you hear me. Like, like, that's when he gets like weirdly impassioned about stuff that turns out to be true. And I wonder if you could like actually, if you really pushed it that hard. You know how Alex Jones is like crazy about like you know, you know, sex pests and aliens and pizza and whatever the fuck else he talks about. He's bananas, but he gets so passionate about it. Like you need to call like Hillary Clinton. The, the I, I can
0: never get away with it because I've been too satirical for way too long,
1: and it's like, yeah. Like, They'd see it coming.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I would have to be like a Pete Holmes type to really pull that off. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a guy like like. Owen Benjamin was perfect for it because he was just the mm-hmm. dickwad that played piano. And then all yeah. of a sudden, dude, he's just like, you know what we should do? We should fucking, we should take those Parkland shooting survivors and fucking tell them, have them all show me their pubes. I think that's what he got kicked off Twitter for. It was like,
1: do, you think it, do you think that's a grift? by owen benjamin or is he actually like that i think think he must have to be like that i think he can't say it he's extremely bipolar okay all right because i'm like i don't like the thing is i don't know the guy either personally so it was easier to say it like it's it's just so much of it is so despicable if you really want to rile them up you have to say stuff that you just i just can't say like yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah and it's like so i'm like yeah, like it would be kind of like funny to get like weird. Diversion.
0: It'd be funny to get like weirdly racist with the the kind of like just be like or weirdly like nationalist. More It'll just be like, yeah, you know who's fucking everything up? Them Cornish motherfuckers. Do you even know about <laughs> them? Do you even know about Cornish motherfuckers? Do you know about Cornwall? <laughs> that shit ain't Wales. That shit ain't <laughs> England. There's a whole bunch of Cornish motherfuckers out here. And I don't know about you, but they're taking our jobs. Like,
1: like, <laughs> did you ever hear the, did you ever hear the uh, Doug Stanhope's joke about uh, Norwegians? You never hear white collar people complaining about, oh, I hate these Norwegians coming here taking our brain surgery jobs, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ouija's. <laughs> like, like, you never hear that. You never hear a couple of brain surgeons like, oh, they're coming here taking all our good brain surgery jobs. <laughs> these, and Ouija's was the best. I used to have a joke about being hyper specific hyper specific, hateful. Like I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not I'm not hateful about groups of people, but anyone on thirteenth Street can go fuck themselves. All right. Like it's just like hyper specific. You know the yellow house? Yeah, basically their dog piece of shit. And it's like, oh, he's very hateful, but very specific.
0: It'd be know? really funny right. if it was just like someone who is like is cool with everybody but hates like three countries in Africa. Yeah, and that's it. And that's yeah. it. And so like they meet all these other people and they're like, oh they're cool. And it's like what? That motherfucker's from Ghana? Fuck him.
1: <laughs> I would love to be the first uh, Antarctic racist. The first person who's racist <laughs> yeah, against Antarcticans. <laughs> like, look, I know there's no permanent residents, but anybody at McMurdy station can go fuck themselves, yeah. right? Because they're like just like this very passionate. Well the first joke I have in my new special. A bunch I of ice holes the down there. Ice so, there you go. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's oh, so cold. All these fucking um, ice holes coming down in there stealing
1: all our good self-pole jobs. <laughs> <laughs> pole cleaners. <laughs> We're pole dancers. I did the first joke in my new special. Literally, the first thing out of my mouth is, I'm jealous of racists because they're wrong, but they're confident. And then I tell this <laughs> thing about it. I'm like, you never see a racist. Like they're so wrong, but they're so sure of themselves. And I I respect that. Well, I admire that level of ignorance and power in like because i'm scared of everything i think or say or anything because i'm so second guess myself all the time because i'm like i think five steps ahead and go this is how this is going to bite me in the ass and yet you can be that level of ignorant and just be like yep <laughs> it's like man, i'm jealous of that man dude Like, you're- There's right now twinning and trending in, in canada right now because you know we had that convoy the convoy yeah so, yeah so trending in canada right now the alt-right folks have put blackface Hitler, because they're talking about Trudeau and saying that he's like Hitler and he I mean, was he in blackface. blackface yeah. But they spelled Hitler wrong. So it's black. Faced Hiltler. And I'm like, they don't even, and it's like every one of them is retweeting. I'm like, they don't even know they spelt it wrong. And once the like, first, first few of, all, them of them do it, it then it automatically
0: it. suggests that hashtag.
1: <coughs> they just run
0: with it. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. And the thing is, is most of them have that written somewhere in a book they own. So you would figure they would know how it's spelled. That's <laughs> the only book they own. It's the Reed Garfield where he went crazy Reich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Garfield
0: Lasagna Reich.
1: John's just got a little mustache. Yeah, it Odie's got, like, Odie's oh like,
0: Odie would be Rommel.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Odie, he'd be Odie the desert be fox. you know, he's he'd Kind be of on the... their side, but he's also yeah, like, he'd got, he'd, like how this is going.
0: He'd be running Panzer tank storms. He'd be doing the whole thing. Like <laughs> Gar- Garfield, Garfield. Garfield is like a combination of Mengele and Goebbels, where he's giving yeah, he, the he's, disinformation he's, and he's doing weird experiments in the background.
1: He's also fat like Goering. So he's got that. Yeah, so he, he has like a Goering look. So he's like all three together, so, which wow. is really quite impressive. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I think I've said that on <laughs> Nazi here. Garfield. You know, dude, that's a great
0: show, man. Yeah, that, just, I totally watch
1: that. <laughs> hey, it's John. I hate some Mondays.
0: <laughs> you know, hey John, I hate Mondays. But you know what I really hate? The Jews.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus!
0: <laughs> you know who I really hate, John? Jehovah's Witnesses, okay. Let me, let me...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he's a vegetarian cat, he's yeah. lasagna. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, it's just part of it. <laughs> oh. they're just stealing gold from their neighbors. Good lord, Garfield, dude. Yeah, Nazi Garfield. I mean, just imagine how much cartoons would be different if, if the Nazis had won. That's all I'm saying. Let's just look at an alternative. Nazi history. Bugs
0: Bunny would be kind of funny. <laughs>
1: What's up, Doc? He dresses up like, like he, he dresses up like Ava Braun
0: He dresses up like Ava Bron to confuse Stalin or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could totally see Elmer Fudd being Churchill. Like he has a similar look anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam! That
0: or Porky Pig <laughs> would be
1: Churchill. Oh, that, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Even though him and Bugs were
1: never like adversaries. It, it, yeah, but I mean, they could. That's a storyline you could write that it writes itself.
0: Yeah. So if <laughs> we're gonna ca- we're gonna use Looney Tunes characters to cast World War II, Porky Pig's Churchill. Uh, Daffy Duck is Stalin. Um, Daffy Duck is Stalin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Drunk, no idea what's going on. Perennial oh, loser. Uh, oh, God. Man. Oh, man. I think, I think America is Wiley e. Coyote. Because it's like it's like rushes in there with all the weaponry and all the tools. Doesn't often hit the target, but it's just like shows up with everything. I'm trying to just think like of. acme bombs.
0: Uh Tweety Bird is Roosevelt because the and the uh the cage is a metaphor for the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're getting real deep with this one.
1: <laughs> I know you're the extra levels I wasn't expecting here. Well, you know, I have <laughs> a lot of
0: time deep. on my hands, so you know. there's nothing to I tweet, actually, tweet
1: itself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Sylvester is yeah, yeah. Uh, the military-industrial complex He's looking. Yeah, at- <laughs> all, all in one cat. Yeah, yeah, just represented by one cat trying to eat the the fucking trying to eat the bird. Like,
1: well, you got to think about it. Then, like, yeah, you got Yosemite Sam. That's probably Italy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely Mussolini. Mussolini. He's yeah, probably yeah, Mussolini. Yeah, yeah. a lot
1: of yelling, not a lot of going. A out, lot of you know? gusto, like, a
0: lot of bluster, not a lot of getting not, things done.
1: Not a lot of happening.
0: <laughs> not a lot going on there. Decent navy. He's,
1: he's just hung upside down at the end of every episode. Like, oh, good, no, Lord, they Speaking of Mussolini. World
0: War ii I actually had in my notes here for this episode World yeah. War Three, and I realized if World War Three is going to happen here now. Um, we need to do it w- happening now. I
1: haven't looked
0: outside. WW3. Here's mm-hmm. the way, we got to all agree on this early on. WW3 with three exclamation points. They yeah. Should, no. Yeah. yeah they represent right. like three little, like dr- three drone strikes on children somewhere around the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this one's directed by Zack Snyder. So it'll be interesting to see how it comes out. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, be real pro Zionist, you know, like. I think it's so funny. It's like, it's like everyone's like oh russia's doing this i'm like i look i i know russia's terrible and everything but i also know that uh, afghanistan was doing this iraq was doing this vietnam was doing this like at what point yeah. do we go you know what how us just fuck it, it yeah. ourselves yeah i don't care how I- we just you know what i have a problem with right now with all this is how they're
0: like conflating this to make it seem like it's still soviet russia
1: exactly well that's the power in it right is you got to make it look like i mean you got to have the enemies of the 80s but the weird thing is all the fra- flag-waving rah-rah patriots in the 80s were anti-Russia. And now those right-wing guys who are like, I'm American I'm Patriots seem to be pro-Russia. I don't really understand what's happening. I don't know what's gone on here. Like, had they not seen Top Gun? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The or the or
0: even better, if you want to know more about contemporary Russian politics, watch The Saint with Val Kilmer.
1: All I can think, <laughs> all I can think, is that Yakov Smirnov is just. That's like a twenty-five-year-old.
0: I gotta say, you want a contemporary take? Watch a twenty-five-year-old movie. <laughs> oh, my buddy
1: has a has a podcast, the Val Kilmer podcast, and it's all about Val Kilmer, awesome. and it's only Val Kilmer, and and he had not seen or he had seen Top Gun or whatever, but either way, it was on while the, so he he shows the movie while you're watching the while you do the podcast. It's on in the background. And I didn't realize how passionately angry I was about the F-14 Tomcat, but I got real mad. <laughs> I was like, "This is some early Simon King, 1986." Like I was like ten years, nine years old. Like oh, this stupid airplane. Like I got real you,
0: mad. Last <laughs> time I watched Top Gun, I was on acid, and like, oh, and like twenty minutes in, I'm like, "This is the biggest piece of pro. Like, like, uh, like I was just like, "This is the biggest piece of fucking like uh, what was it? Cold War fucking." pro fucking military industrial complex yeah. fucking
1: propaganda i've ever fucking yeah. seen fuck this movie yeah. None of the subtlety of a Lenny Riefenstahl, just no, all of them. Like, nah. But that's the thing is, like, if you want, even there was that that run of films in the mid '80s where one American would destroy, like, Rambo was like that, and like Commando, remember, um, Commando's a dope one, Commandos like that, and uh, what's Iron Eagle was the worst. It was like an 18 year old kid stolen F sixteen. You know, it's a badass defeated Libya.
0: You know, it's a fucking badass movie that's kind of like that from back then. Is Remo Williams? The adventure begins. Remember that? Oh, I've never seen that. No. Fred Ward that. and Wilford Brimley and oh, dude. Oh, dude. I like okay, that. so dude, opening scene is Fred Ward plays this cop, they're like they're like a beat cop and he's fucking car like brakes get cut and he ends up going into the river. Well, it turns out there's like secret government agency that's only like three, like two, three guys in the entire thing. Like it's even more secret than the CIA kind of thing. Yeah. They they fake his death to recruit him as a, and they give him facial like plastic surgery to make him Ooh. this new like he's gonna be their new badass like fucking one man
1: like Ooh. so he's got to go
0: train with this one dude and all that
1: it's, gonna it's, say, they should have asked him first though he's like i got a bad knee oh well that wouldn't show up in the thing <laughs> yeah it's a pretty badass
0: movie and i always piss me off though because it's called Remo williams the adventure begins and there's only one of them you're like whatever uh, i i need me
1: some Remo williams the adventure continues. adventure continues but everyone now at the age they are now wolford brimley's really dead. dead yeah oh, he's still alive. is he alive he's dead he's dead Betis. Dude, <laughs> it's the latest.
0: Uh, you know, like in the, and you're seeing like, like him in like, uh, like, what is it, Natural with Robert Redford baseball movie? Where he oh, plays the manager in that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah dude, he's yeah. like 38 in that. <laughs> like in the thing, I think in the thing, when he's okay, when he's in the thing, I want to say he's like 36 or 37, dude. No. So if, you, if you're ever like, oh man, I'm not aging too well, just remember that's Wilford Brimley at like 36. So. Holy shit Because, dude, he just died recently And he was in his 80s Yeah and yeah. so, like, dude, yeah That was, like, 40-something
1: years ago Like Oh, my God Because I remember this, the thing vividly Yeah, they came out, like, 76, movie.
0: 77 or whatever Yeah, it was,
1: like, around there At the latest, it was, like, 1980 or something At Yeah, the latest. latest And so, he. So if he was, like, 40 Oh, my yeah. God, I'm 44 now
0: Yeah, so like, he died, I get, I think I got he died some... in 2020 or something like that So, it's like, yeah, that's, like, 40 i mean at least
1: i don't know yeah so wow i noticed this on getting older too like you know you, as your career goes on you think you keep you, you kind of run a. it's not that you don't think you're gonna make it it's just that you start get a little less like the, the chances start to wane but then what happens is when you get older you know people try to give you those pep talks and they go well such and such didn't make it until yeah. oh god i hate but that but the problem is is when you get to around forty-four, there isn't a lot to choose from, right? It's like, well, Mother Teresa. she didn't get Dangerfield big didn't make
0: it till Robert Dangerfield yeah. sold aluminum siding till a certain. You know, yeah.
1: you had a career before that,
0: though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that really bugs me too because it's also like, dude, there's a lot of people that try stuff that don't go anywhere with it. That's mm-hmm. just, and it and it's You're not for a lack of, of effort. <laughs> it's not
1: for even a lack of talent or whatever. No. It's just it, it's just luck. A lot of it's luck, man. It's like you know, I, I'm 22 years in now. Which means I've been a comedian longer than not, because I was twenty-two when I started. And I never thought in my wildest dreams I would I didn't think when I was, you know, starting this, I had no idea where I was going with it. But I definitely didn't think I mean, you know, I got an okay career, it's going fine, but I didn't think I'd be still doing it. And at this point, I thought I would have quit. By now if i would have figured out or i would have got i thought I, would, I didn't think i would be in the middle well you i know, certainly I really quit
0: yeah <laughs>
1: you, you like, left fully
0: i was like fuck <laughs> this like not only do I not want to be here, you don't want to see me here. we can make it, <laughs> we can make this real easy. you and me I Mr. audience members you
1: read Min- one too many comment cards after the show
0: <laughs> uh, dude like like I ever got to a perform at a place that had comment cards like that's, <laughs> for anyone that's, listening,
1: comment cards was Yelp in real life yeah like, people, people yeah, like comedy clubs th- uh actually, I think oh. I did.
0: I got some at a club in San Diego, I think one time or something
1: I don't know. I had, one, I had one after a gig. I was in Saskatchewan, so like farming. I was in Saskatoon, but there was these shows in this hotel. And mostly it was people who understood comedy, It was comedy fans. It was like a, as close to a regular club as they had it. It was every Friday, Saturday, and they would bring a different acts. But it was a road room, but it was pretty regular. But uh, And so mostly people kind of got what it was. And I was, you know, it was about 12 years ago. I was closing the show, and I was, uh, and at the end, <laughs> one of the comic cards at the end, it said, uh, I'm a farmer. The headliner scared my wife. I will never go to live entertainment again. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. I took it. I have it somewhere. I was like, that is. That I like how he had to be like, mind. I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: like,
1: like, <laughs> like, like, like,
0: I'm a podiatrist. And you had a guy who whipped his dick out on stage and jerked <laughs> off all over the place. My wife didn't like that. So I'm never <laughs> going out again. Like,
1: well, that's the thing. It's like I'm telling jokes. I'm not Gigi Allen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can go to live entertainment I'm,
0: I'm a plumber. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> like
1: it would be more effective. Like I don't know why he put "I'm a farmer" unless he was going to put something else. Like now I'm going to poison your crops. Or oh, I thinking, when you
0: when you first started saying "I'm a farmer," I thought I was going to be like "I'm a farmer." And that guy's joke about barnyard animal sex really pissed <laughs> me off. Like, I thought I was gonna be like something <laughs> like that.
1: Like not- probably the only joke he liked yeah i had one that at that same place i had um well it turned out later on that they just were trying to not pay for their meal and everything but they decided that they figured that if they saw the the host in the opener because okay so they got i've seen rick because, shapiro do that to audiences
0: before
1: let me just get people just get so angry they leave well, these well guys, no just
0: like be like people be like you know what fuck this this is i give me an excuse it, yeah. to walk out of my tab well
1: of. that's what it was i think what it was was they thought it was that there was supposed to be the host, the middle, and then the headliner. But what happened was we had a guest drop in. So I guess in their heads, they thought the host, the middle, and the head, they thought they'd already seen the show. And then wow. when I came out, they didn't know what to do, but they thought it was their last chance to get out. And so I literally was one joke in, one joke in. And they got up. And I hadn't said anything. And they got up a storm. So I can only think that either they were really offended by the guy before me, who was pretty offensive. And they just. That's probably kept what it was. Me. Because they thought he was the headliner or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the funny thing is, is I saw them at the bar after. because there was a bar connected to the hotel, and they were so mad. They went up and screamed at the front desk in the hotel upstairs. Like they were so angry. Like there's six of them, and they were English, which was funny too. Because like you know, I'm English, and I, I recognized that immediately. And uh, and so there was an Irish pub connected to the hotel. So afterwards, I go up with my opener and was sitting there, and these fucking people were there, and I'm like, I gotta go. I got to go be close to them just to see. You got to get I the aura. Just to see if I set him off, right? So he was at the bar and then like his wife or whatever is here. And I just push right between them. <laughs> to to the bar. I'm like, yeah, can I get a couple of shots? I'm tired from my show. And then I watch. <laughs> I don't think they even knew who I was. I was yeah, like, no, I
0: know. It was definitely the guy before you that pissed yeah, them yeah, off. Yeah, it was the guy before
1: me. Yeah. And uh, and I, which was is funny because I was drinking with him. I should have sent him up and be like, you go. <laughs> see if they'll punch yeah, yeah, you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking. Oh, man. Let's see if this yeah. fucking uh, comment card tough guy fucking wants to do it at the bar now,
1: motherfucker. So you, when was the last time you did a stand-up set? With you and Sean Hart and Galvez. Oh, at the God, Lexington. that's like 20, 2016? It's like 2017? 2017, yeah. 2017? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I haven't missed it one bit. Was it that long ago? Or yeah. 20, yeah.
0: I have not missed it. Uh, I was actually asked to do the Savage Henry Fest this year. And Ooh. I was like, he's like, can I pencil you in? I was like, yeah, sure. Knowing all along, I'm like
1: I'm not gonna do that. Like, I'm, you don't miss it at all, hey? No, yeah. No. It's so weird to see people who escape. I know. That's why
0: I'm like the antichrist to a lot of comics now, because it's like, oh shit! Like he's happier now. I didn't know that. To, yeah, and it, and it like makes them think like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to find out that I could be
1: happier, like. Well, that's the thing is when COVID happened, I I, I was one of those sort of 400 show a year guys. So like I was doing, I've been doing that for decades. Mm. And and then when COVID happened, I just just literally, it was the first time I had an excuse to not work. And I didn't know what to do. And then for the first couple of weeks, I was squirrely. But then I kind of got into this pattern of being like, you know, part of it's, I had a kid. So it was like, I got some time with him because he's still real young. He's only five. So I had that time when he was forming, you know, the early years. But I also thought of it as like, you know, I'm not enjoying doing this many shows. I'm just doing it because I feel like, if I don't do it, I'm going backwards. But I've proven to myself I've done it. I, I can't do it. I mean, you, you know, can't do all the thousand shows. in? yeah, it's like, what am I gonna do at this point? Like, hey, is it cause I was one of those guys where like I go to a town, I do my show that it maybe even sold tickets for. And then I would try and scrounge a set after. Like, I was that bad. Like, I would not go back to my hotel room. I would not go hang out with people. I would try and find stage time. Like, there's got to be a local community. Like, if there was a place to hit a mic, I would do it. And I was like, that wasn't doing me any good. It was just making me kind of feel, like, exhausted. And now, like, I've got a show tonight. i got to go to a show tonight. And I'm looking forward to it because I don't do that many. You know, it's like, I do, do like, three a week. That's fine. Three a week's good. And, I, I mean, unless I'm on the road touring, but I haven't got back to it yet. I mean, the special kind of kept me busy. We did it at the end of 2019, in December 2019, but didn't get put out until February 8th because it took forever to get it done and get it out. Yep. And then also we sat on it because of COVID. We didn't know, because we were hoping to tour to support it. Yeah, yeah. you do not know wanna... when things were going to back up. And then finally, I was just like, we got to get this thing out. Like, I'm tired of it. And luckily, I think it's going to time out. All right. But the response has been good. So can't complain. It's the best stuff I've done. But then again, you're looking at it and going, oh, man, like that was the best I ever was and now i'm starting with nothing <laughs> yeah you're going back out that's the that thing is weird. like when
0: people have asked me to like uh like last summer mike holmes asked me if i want, gave me like an open invite to do this like uh outdoor show series he does during the warmer months in la yeah. and i was just like uh yeah and it sounded great and then like the more i thought about it i was just like oh there's no fucking way I, i'm like I, I don't have any material i can't like I, there's nothing I, and i and like i really don't like the audience and so yeah. it's, it's hard for, like, I have no interest in wanting to impress them or anything like that. You
1: were always kind of like that, though. That's one of the things I like the most about you. you. You were one of the first I don't give a fuck comics I ever actually saw that really didn't give a fuck. Not one of those guys that says, I don't give a fuck. You were one of those guys who like, no, I'm just doing my thing. And if you're not interested, I don't care. And if you are, great. But I love that about you. You were very, like, you had this presence about you that was different, especially in L.A. at that time. There were so many comics just desperate for sitcoms, and so many people just like every. Oh, yeah, everybody was, everybody
0: was just show. trying to get on. Uh, at the time, Craig Ferguson, because yeah. I was the one book everybody.
1: Yeah. They were all doing their showcase sets all the time. It was the same set every time you'd see someone. They do basically the same set. <laughs> and then I go out there and I, do it. I, I was I was out there working new material because that's what I did with Mike's. And you were pretty much one of the only other guys that was just doing. But you also didn't care because you were just like like I was still wagging my tail trying to impress, and you were like no no no. This is what I do, and uh, uh, and and it worked a lot. It did work a lot. I
0: yeah, I know. that's the thing. Is it's all about having the con. Like I always said, basically, dude. Like get, doing stand up is like pulling pulling chicks at a bar. Okay, mm. it's the same thing. You got to impress someone right there one night and be able to try to yeah. pull this off. Okay, like like, and you, you, it's like, and sometimes it's gonna go your way big time. Sometimes it's not gonna go away your way at yeah. all like yeah like, you're gonna have a wide spectrum of results and stuff and so i always just feel like like it's about having a lot of confidence yeah and low expectations so that's kind of was my my thing on it was my, it wasn't so that's much I great didn't great way to look at it wasn't so much i didn't care it's just i always had very very low expectations for it
1: well you it's, came across this very like um you weren't trying to be cool you were just cooler than a room it was just like i don't need to be here like i'm here <laughs> but i don't need to be here and i don't know whether that was the booze or what that was yeah you well ended. you know honestly, the first that's... time i saw you 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 were like a david koresh looking motherfucker you had like <laughs> a, an army jacket on and you just wandered out on stage and i was like who is this man <laughs> like, what is happening yeah with my because hair was all else, big and wild yeah, everyone else like it was like me and galvez were there and uh and galvez was weird too he was like a, kind of like me we do different shit and i'd never seen anyone else in la really uh brad stewart a little bit, but I would never seen really anyone else do it. And then you I think I saw you the first time at maybe the eclectic or something. I not Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you just wonder and that was back when it was like folding chairs and shitty and like yeah. not now. Not yeah, now it's now. like a nice was, club. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually nice now, but like but back then I missed that kind of shittiness of it. Like we're just getting away or something. It was very punk you- rock back in those days. You wandered out like you had come in from the street, like you just like like someone told you there was a show happening, and you're like, Okay, and then you just didn't sit down, you just walked in and walked on stage and just came out. I was like, Who the is this dude? I have to be friends with him. You were insane. I I love that, I love that feeling of that time because whenever I look back on that time, that sort of mid 2000s LA, 05, 06, 07, 08, sort of thing. I was feel like I have mixed feelings about it because it was like not great career-wise for me, but man, was it fun to be at this really weird spot and not taking part. Like, it was like, remember we used to do Bilex Room? and there would No, he would never book practice. me, actually. Oh, you never <laughs> book you? Oh, okay. So, but, but there was that collection of people that would come from there because we did um, El Cid. I know you yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah I used yeah, to yeah. book
0: that. I used to, have, like I used to Shank have Shank book a show man. there, yeah. Yeah, Adam, Adam Shankman, Ms. Robian. Uh, like, like, and, you know um, the funniest one to me out of our crew back then was Ben Cavet. Ben was the one who made me laugh so fucking hard, and and, and he and I, talk about someone who truly doesn't give a shit. He yeah. really like he's like I, I don't even have like a Facebook or anything. <laughs> like it's like yeah yeah he's like, like he put I really it really respect that and dude and he would like, I really respect dude that. and I would see him, but he also too like he's one of those ones where it's like when he was on fire he would just I Robert Yasamora put it best where he was like when Cavet's on fire, there's like nothing like it. You're, you're, yeah, you're like, yeah, you're yeah. sitting there going like, yeah. wow, I'm watching something special right now. Yeah. And then when he's bad, you're like, this is the worst <laughs> shit I've ever I fucking love seen. Those,
1: I love that all or nothing stuff. Like, I, I yeah. would much rather watch that. Like, I was, I, you know, I've been doing press for this thing and every time you do it, they ask you the same questions. Oh, what makes you laugh? And I did one and I actually decided to tell the truth because what makes you laugh? I go, you know the thing nobody else laughs at? That makes everyone uncomfortable, and there's one dude in the back coughing up a lung laughing. That's pretty much always me because I love watching comics completely be in the right, like be funny, be doing the funniest thing and be so far over the head of the audience that it's really yeah. just like seven or my, eight people in the back of the room that get it. I love that. My favorite,
0: love it. My favorite thing when I was doing standup was to watch a comic that I know is funny and they're doing a oh. technically brilliant job and the audience can't stand them. And I love the, it. I'm in the back of the room, just howling laughing. Dude. And the people are looking at me like I'm insane. Cause they're like, this isn't that funny. It's like, you have no idea how funny this is for me. Like, I,
1: I saw my friend, one of the funniest comedians I've ever known, Chris Gordon, hilarious guy, absolutely hilarious. He had one of those sets once. And uh, the long and the short of it is his closer was he had a sparkler taped to his chest because he was a frugal terrorist. So he'd take his shirt off and then he would play um, Never Gonna Close My Eyes by Aerosmith on his phone on the mic. That was his closer. And they hated him so much. But normally he does it for like two seconds till the, the sparkle goes out and he leaves. He wouldn't leave. He let the sparkle go out and then he just took his pants down and stayed there for the entire <laughs> song. <laughs> and then just hobbled off without pulling his pants off. I was like, that motherfucker did it. Like he was like, oh, you hate me? You're going to hate me. And it was oh. like, so, dude, it was. And then they made us go next door to get paid to wear all, to the club where all the audience was and they all hated us. <laughs> we had to go next door. And the guy who ran the room, we had bottle service, because he was like, I'll come sit the and we had to sit there and he knew what he was doing. He knew that we fucking
0: hated being there. And he was like, I'll catch you in a second. But by the way, let's <laughs> Well the dude has the thing, is like the Andy Kaufman kind of stuff, that shit's fucking hilarious to me. And oh, I know it I pisses it. a lot of people off. Like, but to me it's really, really funny Because it's done right, the the fucking audience is usually a bunch of shitheads that have that kind of shit coming to them half the time.
1: I love, (laughs) I love that stuff. One of the funniest things Chris did the same thing. There's a a comic, um, Ben Prue. He's a really funny comic, and he's missing a leg, and uh, but you don't know when he walks up because his prosthetic's really good. And we were doing a showcase. Well, I wasn't actually on the showcase. I was watching it It for just the last back in like 2010. And uh, Ben, Ben's big thing reveal at time. He had like an eight minute set. And at the end, he'd take his leg off and flip it over his shoulder. And the audience would be like, what the fuck? And then he'd be like, yeah, I lost my leg. So he did that. The audience loved him, went insane. Gordon comes on right after him and goes... I know how Ben feels. One time I b- bumped my shin real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody liked it. Yeah, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, I dude. was like "Lie!" Because I'm like, this is a showcase. This is a b- this guy before him destroyed so hard. Gordon took the chance, rolled the dice. It didn't work for anybody but me. And I, at that minute, I was like... I love this man. He's yeah, one of my favorite because no. <laughs> he just was like, I don't get I love that because that's what we do. That's what it is. The first it's time so I did
0: Setlist, uh, I uh followed Jeremiah Watkins, He's like a physical act out comic. Mm-hmm. And so like they gave him as one of his set have you you know about Setlist? Have you done Setlist? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So like w- they gave him AIDS as one of his topics. And so and when like you go up the okay, Setlist for people that don't know, it's a improvised stand-up show. So there's a screen. I don't like. You don't know what you're gonna joke about, but they'll mm-hmm. give you like thirty seconds or so at the top to kind of riff before they give you a top. And like, uh-huh. basically, most comics, we write down our jokes in weird little notes. Like, I don't write like the actual joke out that I'm gonna do that mm-hmm. night. It's like a band set list, but I don't have song titles, so you know, or Like, oh, Hitler aids. That's that joke. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Mildred's law. Yeah, do that that joke, like <laughs> stuff like that. So. Set list, they have these weird like, set list topics that will come up on stage, and then you got to like, act like it's a joke you've been doing your whole life. like that this, is, yeah. this is your regular act. And it's a lot of fun. It, if you, it, it's, like, it's so funny because I've seen like, guys who are really good, like Brian Scolaro, really struggle yeah. with that because he's so scripted. And then, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then you see guys who are super scripted, like Hugh Moore, who are like really, really brilliant writers but could immediately yeah. write on the spot for this. Yeah, You know, and it's, it's, it's really interesting. And then you'll see guys that are just, like Sean Green's really, really good at it. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's one of those formats that I could just do. Like, that's po- honestly probably the only way I'd ever do stand-up again if it was like a set-list show.
1: I do a show called Steel Trap. Um, I, I haven't done it since COVID, but what I do is I get the audience to write down on a big sheet um, a bunch of different ideas before I go up and I close the show. I do like half an hour and I won't leave until I've talked about everything. And it's so fun. Well, it's cause really, they know what you're up to. So right? Troy like, Conrad does
0: Setless and what he the thing he does, with it that makes it really fun is he'll give like the same topic to a few comics throughout the night. So you get oh, to see everybody's funny. kind of take on it. And stuff. I like, like that. Like, that's good. Yeah. yeah like yeah. he really he really yeah. like makes it fun a lot of fun. So though they, like Jeremiah got like some AIDS thing. So when I went up after him, I was like. God damn it! Why'd they give him AIDS? I wanted AIDS. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I'm like, actually Troy. If you're gonna give AIDS to someone, give it to physical comedians. They all deserve to die of AIDS. And I, I realized, like, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I probably shouldn't have said that. I was like, "Yeah, just kidding, you know." And I'm like, oh, "I'm not really kidding." Like, it's like, no, that's pretty funny. Like,
1: <laughs> see, but that to me is like, like I fantasize about opening a room up here, which is only dark comedy not dirty comedy just dark comedy but the audience in order to get there you have to subscribe to a patreon that's where you find out where the show is what the tickets are that's the only way you get oh dude that would actually be really cool you have the audience has responsibility so like if someone films it and releases it we know it's one of your motherfuckers like you know what i mean like the idea is dude this is a show that you
0: make an nft badge that could be a ticket that's good for each show
1: and the comedians, so I think, you know, we do two a month and then the comed- and you pay a certain amount. If you don't go to any shows, you still pay. But if you want to, you can go to both shows. But the idea too is that the comedians have to audition to get in. Cause I'm so tired of doing dark and dirty shows and it's just nine, nine of the ten comics are just dirty. And, like, I'm the yeah. only guy out there with this miserable material. And yeah. Everyone else. No, I want to like, go and joke about my dad's funeral. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, I and mean, then you can't. And everyone else is like, I was like,
0: oh, that's too far, dude. I'm
1: like, what? I can say anything. I just, uh, dude, you know, what, said it's, how I feel. you know,
0: it's so funny is like the stuff that I have that's more like the, the jokes I would do that's like more graphic. That's, that's fine. But it's like, it's yeah. when you get like kind of per, like, it's when you get like dark, but like real.
1: That's, yeah. when, it, that's yeah. when people can't handle it. They're like, no no. that's that's when it's good though that's when the stuff is so great because you you have this thing where like in the special there's the this so i i do the first half is i do 15 minutes on race off the top because i've never talked about it before and i have got it on my system um but it's not the dark stuff the dark stuff comes after about the middle and i get into like you know euthanizing my granddad and i get into like like suicide and i get into um if you want to get rid of pedophiles you've been posted you a lot children. of these clips on the yeah. on, your,
0: on your instagram yeah. which I, i've been digging a lot of, I, a lot of these i'm like oh yeah yeah i've seen, seen this bit i've seen that bit yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah
1: and so this is kind of one of those bits where it's like as people watch the special a lot of people have been responding with like you know because it, it, i take them down a rabbit hole a little bit i don't do what i normally do which is i just put it all on the table i've actually tried to manufacture this for people who might not know me so like I'm trying to get them into it. So I start slower than I normally do, and yeah, I. Build you want to up take speed. them on a
0: ride, like yeah, I mean, yeah. Like- it's
1: it's like a it's like a starter kit to how fucked up my brain is, and uh, and it's interesting to see like because I don't think that stuff's that dark now because the stuff I'm writing now is much more dark. But at the time, you know, people are responding with Jesus Christ, dude. I was like, well, I didn't think so, really. <laughs> well, you <laughs> you know- know, in your brain, you're like, I can get away with more than that,
0: right? That's like what kind of I feel too about a lot of it now. Is you see like a lot of these comics that are like. I'm gonna do a joke about how colonialism sucks or how the patriarchy is holding people down. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that stuff sucks. But like, a lot of people have that bit. You you yeah. really want to fucking like speak truth to power? Talk about how the CIA has
1: fucking done nothing but fucking start wars in other countries. Exactly, exactly. And the problem is too that 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 if you go too high concept or if you try. Because you have to also go by the general level of knowledge and the general level of acceptance Well, it's of also hard to make, a like, Yemen genocide funny. Yeah. It, well, I, I, it's like, by Yemen. If you... <laughs> <laughs> you just, oh, you, you just go. did it. <laughs> it's my set list. This is good genocide. Um, by Yemen.
0: <laughs> hey, is, is, that, is that a new deodorant you're wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? It's a desert Yemen. genocide
1: by Yemen. Yemen.
0: <laughs> that's that's a good joke.
1: Oh my god! But that's the thing. It's like it's like I find this stuff funny because I can't handle, and I also, you know, the world is crazy. And if you're gonna, you have to make fun of stuff. You have to find humor in it. And so I think that dark comics should be celebrated. It, it's it's different than hateful comedy. Everyone hates hateful comedy. That's not. No one wants people up there doing hateful shit. But dark stuff, stuff that deals with the the the, the things that are very difficult to talk about in a way that is palatable i mean it's not for everybody but like you know if there's not very many people who do it properly and it's something i aspire to try and get good at one day and i yeah, love it when I mean, you get away with something stan you know? hope's
0: the master i would say right now master i mean i think he's
1: the best ever man i really do like i just had to write an article about it and you know about comics that like the top how everyone talks about the same top five comics of all time and there's names that are just left out of that names like Brian Regan, Maria Bamford, Dick Gregory. Bamford is easily like people have asked me oh who I'm like Bamford's one of the best which, comics ever. out of doubt top three I've ever seen in my life like she's an amazing she's top. so good and like Brian Regan all comedians talk about how great Brian Regan is but he never comes up in that conversation and it's no. because I think people don't appreciate you know who his I style think, as much I
0: think it's amazing and like is Paul F Tompkins. And you That's never, right. hear, you never it's hear fantastic. him get brought up in those kind of comics? No, but dude, he is like, every time I've seen him is I went is to, it? I went to one of his special recordings too, where he's just oh, like, yeah? steamrolling the entire way. It, yeah. was, it was the one about uh, all the jobs he did that like aren't comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah, It was yeah. like, just That's kind amazing. of like
0: him telling all these stories, but he does this amazing bit on there about being a, uh, having a small part in there will be blood and working with Daniel oh. day Lewis where he's like, they did. I knew he was intense, but I didn't know he was the most intense man of all time. <laughs> like, just, like the way he delivers that, it's so fun. Like, but he, he, he had this I mean, great bit about working in a Betamax store in the early '90s. He's also, you know, video stores were going to die by the end of this decade, pretty much anyway. But he's all Betamax stores were already dying by the beginning of the '90s. He's also, I told a coworker, we should start taking naps. My coworker goes, "What? Like in shifts?" He goes. Oh, no, no, my friend. You go over there in horror. I'll go over here in action
1: adventure. (laughs) It's so fucking great. (laughs) I love stuff like that, man. I I think the conversation about, I mean, obviously art's subjective. And, you know, it's one of those things where, but I do think there's certain people that just have to be included in that conversation and i also think the people that are often included in the conversation maybe some of them are there erroneously like i really think the fact that stanhope for instance doesn't come up enough i'm like dude if you just look at body of work he's got the prolific thing down he's got the unique thing down he's got the he's an incredible comedian and so if you look at people like that like dick gregory is another guy that yeah his career as a comic kind of ended in the early 70s but at that time before that like he was Prior before prior and Carlin before Carlin, he did it in the early sixties as a black man. I mean, this is something else to think about. And they, but they people, I think, yeah. Are I mean, he was like doing it interested. with
0: Lenny Bruce. Like, dude, like he was like a was peer of yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I think people are uninterested in that because it doesn't fit the. I think Carly Lenny narrative. Bruce
0: also gets a lot more credit than he deserves. Just for yeah, getting, I, think it, I mean, yeah. yeah, he got arrested and and did a lot so <clears throat> comics could say whatever they want on stage. But for the most part, it's like, dude, when you go back and look at like a lot of his little bits and stuff, they're not that great. It's
1: like, no. Whereas Dick Gregory's stuff for me, a lot of it, most of it, holds up. Like I, I, mean, I think Pryor
0: and Carlin really are like one and one a. If you're going to say like
1: the best, of yeah, all they of they need to belong up there. Uh, Dick Gregory had this great bit where he goes, "I wouldn't mind paying income tax if I was paying it to a friendly country." I was like, Jesus, right out of the gate, right out of the gate, o- opening bit at the, I think Dude, it was at the hungry You eye. know,
0: Carlin's daughter followed me on Twitter through a joke I wrote when Mort Saul died. Oh uh, yeah, about how you know. Uh, RIP to Mort Sahl. He lived long enough to outlive the newspapers he was making fun of or whatever. Oh,
1: that's pretty funny, man. That's and and Kelly
0: funny. Carlin followed me off that, and I just immediately was like, oh my god, George Carlin's daughter follows me now on Twitter, and I'm like, oh man, she's going to get really let down when I start getting into the sports gambling stuff, and she's like, <laughs> hey. like, oh, she's, she's expecting biting satire all the time. Like, I got one, like one or two of those in me a month.
1: Like... <laughs> You should have a warning on your Twitter, yeah. by the way. By the way, Not this is
0: bad probably bad. gonna suck most of the time. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I uh I have to go and do a show. I well, yeah, dude, it.
0: actually, yeah, I was just about to wrap up. Uh what's the name of the special that people can go find? It's on YouTube. It's, you uh,
1: it's on yeah, it's on YouTube. It's directed by Rory Scovel, which is really awesome. Exciting. I love Rory. He's yeah. hilarious. Dude, he's the be- he's another one of those guys, so hilarious. And just dude, he, a like him and
0: John Doerr, that shit they did oh. on Dude, like those, I watched it
1: again the other day. I was Those like, guys are so to hold funny. to on to their bits to not, to be able to stick to their bits without having any of that go. Oh man. I, I did a
0: show with both of them a few years ago where it was like uh Christian Dugay and Mike Burns' old show. And mm-hmm. Bri- and Brido that they did together. And, uh, oh La Brido. Yeah. Uh but dude, like uh yeah, those guys like dude, like, I was on oh, like, that that lineup was insane that night. it was like all of us, but then it was like Rory, Dorr, Canaan. And like oh, a couple, like it was like more, it was one of those like murderers road nights. But you watch yeah. like Rory Kanane and John Doerr all like in a row and you're like, holy shit, why am I even here tonight? Yeah. Like, yeah what's I the, what's the point of track?
1: Yeah. another guy. There's another guy that I think more people need to know about. I mean, I know these guys have good careers, but like Kinane is one of those guys like consistent album after album after album, which is really great. He stuff spent the last unique.
0: decade dropping heat.
1: Just dude, dropping. Just, uh, yeah, he's It great. started with Death of the Party, was one of the best albums Eddie I've ever. Pepitone heard, and too, it Eddie Pepito, too, dude. Eddie pepitone has been
0: doing this for like 30 years. T- Pepitone's years. a genius. And yeah. I don't
1: use the term lately. He really is. I mean, so it's like, it's one of those things where, like, when you put something out, you kind of, because when Rory agreed to direct it, and then when he, because it, it also meant that he had confidence in what I did. And when he actually had directed everything, he was, he said he was really proud of it. And I think that that makes me feel good, too, because it makes me feel like, justified that these guys that i hold in such esteem these comedians yeah. have liked this thing that i've made and and i and so when he came on board with that i was like just blown away he was an incredible director too like just a comic gets it you know what i mean yeah like yeah show. yeah you, the- after the first show he could see that i was a little tight like we got it in the first show but he could see i was a little tight and the first thing he did to me was like why don't you have a drink just relax and just have fun on the late show we got the early we're done and as soon as he said that it was like it, it's 90 percent late show this special um so it's called as good as or better than and it's available on my YouTube channel. Um, so you can go to my website. This is simonking.com and go on the captured by devices page. And that shows you where everything is, or you can find the album version, wherever you find your comedy music and laughs and, i'm really um i'm really proud of this one man like this is a combination of a lot of different you know the clips i watch Gucci are hilarious style. dude so good nice, work man. man yeah it's it's weird looking too it's i filmed it in a small club i didn't film it in a theater i wanted to be honest like i sell 100 seats that's what i sell so let's do it in a 100 seater and that's what because they the label was like we should do it in a the theater i'm like i don't sell a theater oh, yeah. like why would we lie let's be who we are and and uh, dude it came out looks real post-punk i, I like
0: it. that a lot dude yeah it does have a cool look to it and like uh I don't know if you watch Eddie Pepton's uh, special for Amazon that he did. Loved it, loved it, loved the, it. Loved I'm all his it. opening line is fucked up. "I'm on <laughs> Molly right now," and I'm he on just... Molly right now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's amazing. He just goes zero to a hundred immediately. It's so he's funny. a genius. But yeah, he did the same thing there. Where it's like, dude, he did it in a hundred, hundred fifty seat theater, and it's.
1: I think so, that's well... the way comedy specials need to get back to because, quite frankly, it, it's it's a little harder to edit. It's a little harder because well, you dude, don't have what, brain Maria, shots and shit.
0: Maria did one in front of her parents, or
1: whatever right there right <laughs> like in her special, special, special order I mean, so, yeah. harlan williams did that one out in the middle of the desert that's pretty funny yeah that's amazing like <laughs> i think that we need to have more fun with this stuff so because the one yeah, before this, everybody's just being, like a bootleg be special like because so. i don't
0: there's i'm not gonna name anybody in my name because i'm not into petty feuds but like i've seen comics that do these specials or like they out like they're like local comedy club beefs in their specials like yeah, dunking on people life. and it's like eh, what are you doing for yeah, that? Dude. Why?
1: And yeah. and it's also the point is like what are you doing this the special for you trying to say something or you're just trying to you know show off and it's like to me it's like it's like this I mean, is that, the first I mean you that's know, a big
0: reason why I stopped doing Santa. up was cause, like I really felt like you know like I don't really I'm just a, at this point I'm just another fucking middle-aged white guy voice yeah I, well, I, but, I, the world's it, polluted by these you know yeah it's
1: like if you don't have anything if you don't I don't feel like I'm bringing like, anything original to the conversation yeah, right now if you and I think I think when I feel like I've exhausted <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when <laughs> Simon did not kill himself right there it was just a little <laughs> mic function he had when I, on his when, end. I when I just Dwyer and you're like holy shit he did it um just <laughs> when I feel like I've exhausted um, what I have to say or or anything like that when I feel like I've got that point um then yeah then I, then I think I'm done but I think I've still got at least one more hour in me it Seems to be coming along, we'll see what happens. But
0: yeah, that's yeah. that's all that matters, dude. Is the next hour that's uh that's dude, all next did. hour just
1: lily padding until I'm dead, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well,
0: and it. people can find you on Twitter at Unfamous. Is that also yeah. your Instagram handle, too? Uh, my Instagram
1: is This Is Simon, that's King. right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, thank you so much for having me on, dude.
0: Man. Thank you so it. much for having me, buddy. And hey, everybody that reached out to me on Twitter today, thank you guys so much. Like, I, you know, like. Uh, it's a tough spot right now that I'm in, and like doing this is a lot of fun. And I, I I'm, I'm probably gonna take next week off. I'm gonna try and keep this going as much as possible. But thanks so much for your support. You guys really like it meant a lot to me. And like, you got really, a Patreon? Get a Patreon. I do have a Patreon, and it doesn't do well. I, it, it's too hard for me to do this and then like come up with something extra oh, okay. for it. I'm just, it I'm not. People, I'm not I'll, I'll and say, then when I, I do stuff there. on there, I would try and do like specific stuff, and people wouldn't like it. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah um so yeah uh, if you guys follow follow whatever at luck stops pod i was on social media um but yeah uh thank you everybody for the nice words god bless you and keep gambling